It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Friday edition of the Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com. I'm Hacks. I'm just doing an afternoon step in for our guy Clint. Get better, Clint. We uh, we miss you around these parts. He's uh, got rolled up by some some blue. I hear all the cooties, all the <laughs> ooh, all the nasties, which uh, definitely know about that. Yep. I get the flu about once every five years, and it's pure misery. So yeah, no that's doubt. where he's at right now. There's just a plethora of high school hoops tonight. These guys are on the move as we speak, getting to their spots. The friendship crew is going to be at Midland Legacy. Girl boy doubleheader starting at 6, right as soon as we're done. Cooper girls in Monterey, 100.7 the score. Boys follow on the score. On Texas FM, Liberty at Childress. That's the girls at 6.30, boys to follow at 7.30. So there's a lot happening on this big board here today with the high school hoops. Good luck to all the prep hoopsters. All right, tomorrow, it's uh, it's it's a great day. It's NFL. It's Red Raider hoops, men's and women's. Uh, Texans, Ravens, three, score. Green Bay at San Francisco, seven, score. Sandwiched in between. Texas Tech and BYU men, five, women, five, men, double T, 97.3. The ladies, 107.7, yes, FM. Gus, did you know they took off yesterday? The uh, the ladies. I didn't until I heard Chuck this morning. Oh, they, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he was he was phoning it in or whatever, zooming it in, and I uh, realized that uh, they, they took off. Uh, I assume they practiced here and maybe flew up last night or something. But yeah. They got there, let's see, I think it was. I was texting back and forth with Fink. I think they got there about seven central time. Okay. Um, just want to get up there, a new place, get adjusted, kind of like the football team did. Allowed to, but that was yeah. the BYU. Or no, they need that Wyoming. One. They need the ladies. Need and the, they do because they need one. Yep. Well, the BYU's one and four, ah. and has really struggled. They got so that's wiped even, out in Stillwater. That's not even about stealing one. Just go like get it, get it. Yeah. Yeah. No stealing. You don't no, need to steal. Just it. Get it. Yeah. Um, not a lot of college hoops tonight, but you got Indiana and Wisconsin. Wisconsin's ranked 11th. UNLV and uh, Colorado State playing. Colorado State's been a surprise 14 and three team uh, this this season. Uh, Hater and the Astros agree for a 95 million dollar deal. Josh Hader signing up, the All Star closer. Five years, 95 million must be nice as the Astros shore up the back end of their arms and the Las Vegas Raiders are working to finalize a deal to hire Antonio Pierce as their head coach Adam Schefter bringing that out just now here on Friday as that revolving door continues to revolve um let me ask you this you think uh the bowl cut Davis would uh be riding with Mike McCarthy again for another year oh yeah I wouldn't think so he'd be on to another coach Past McCarthy yeah. already. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And that's, uh, 
you know, Pierce Pierce did a good job, and they seemed to really rally around him. And uh, at least, and I don't want to say in the short term because that was almost half the season. Yes, but they, uh, you know, they did so in a way that, you know, I, I, I mean, I remember more about Antonio Pierce as a player than a, a coach or an assistant. But I thought, you know what, they that looks like it may be a situation worth hanging on to and signing him up. And here we go. So yeah, good for him. Um, would you take Vrabel or or McCarthy? Oh man, you know I like for, Vrabel. For the, uh, for the Gus Gus Gusters. <laughs> that's your that's your NFL franchise. Might might depend on where my where my uh, where my team is. Uh, in in terms of uh, you know, are we developmental? Are we a couple years away? Are we ready to win now? You know, Cowboys fans aren't going to want to hear me let's, say let's this. Say, but, let's say you're ready to win now. All right, I'd probably take McCarthy at that point. Now, I know Cowboys fans don't want to hear that because losing early in the playoffs three times, but I think he's, he's you know done this in a way that probably a little more experience. I really like – I really thought Vrabel um, – I, I mean, I, I would think he needs to be coaching somewhere because he seemed to do a good job. I really like those Titans teams that before the last couple of years, but – you know, at, at peak Mike Vrabel, that, that uh, you know, I, I felt, it felt like he was getting a lot out of that team. And, you know, they never had an elite quarterback, but they had got, got solid play and seemed to get after it and take on his personality a little bit. But I'd still probably but, rather have McCarthy, I guess. <clears throat> you know, the, my kind of theme throughout this spring here, especially, well, this it feels like spring today. Well, no, that was yesterday. At the time, I'm telling you, it's, I'm in a whirlwind here um, with another game coming around the corner and, yep. and the coach's show last night. Um, but my theme this winter and through this last football season has just been Jimmy's and Joe's. You know what Mike Vrabel had? He had Derrick Henry. <laughs> fresh yep. as he could be, prime as he could be, devastating to defenses whether you're a D lineman or in the secondary, he was devastating to those people. And he, he had that luxury to turn around and hand it off. And you and I know that if you can turn around and hand it off and impose your will in any game of football, really, you know, I mean, from 10-year-olds to sure. to uh, pro bowlers, you can control the line of scrimmage and you can get wins. And Well, also, I think it elevates quarterback play, too, because then the then – the, play action and all that stuff's a better you know what I mean it's a better it's a more viable threat when it's like hey we have to stop that running game so safeties creep into the box linebackers aren't and then if you don't have soft. it you know your quarterback starts to get exposed mm-hmm. and so when you look at the the trajectory of Vrabel it was man hey I got the best running back in the universe right now I can just turn around and hand it off to him and we'll win games well, he starts to get a little bit older and not as good, and that's just the way life is. You age a little bit here, age a little bit there, get an injury here and there, and now you're not what you were, and you look up and, you know, I, I was shocked. Um, you know, last two years of Rabel, combined record of 13 and 32. Yeah. Something like that. So, I don't know. That's um, For some reason, I just wanted to, to compare those two. Coaches. I think I'm taking Vrabel because I like it. I think there's more ceiling. Yeah. I'm sorry, upside. 
less, I like of, it. less of a ceiling. I got no beef. With I think you have the more two. safe pick. Yeah, I probably do. With yeah. McCarthy. I, I really, I remember liking Vrabel as a player and, and all that. And just, you know, I, I always thought of him just being an old Big Ten tough guy. And he carried that over to Belichick's defenses when they were really good. And, uh, of course, most of his defenses were good. But just, you know, and it, it felt like he carried that right into his playing deal. Like his teams were always hard-nosed, I thought. And, but, again. You know, the other thing that gets into that is you get some salary cap eaten into it, you know, when they've had some success and reeled off a few playoff performances. And uh, and now it turns over. Such is life. What do you have, about six years maybe with them? Six, seven, would you say? Like yeah. us talking about Corky being yeah. gone. It like went by like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Corky Oglesby's been gone six years. Uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line, name a better duo. I can't. I love Hacks and Gus. That's from Rachel. Aww. Rachel. Thank you very much for yeah. that was our first text on the board. Appreciate that. Yeah. Go E N M U, my alma mater. Did Clint learn from Choice and ask for more <laughs> vacation while on vacation? Nobody's got that skill better than Choice. I don't think Clint could pull that off. He's just <laughs> sick. Axe and Gus with Astros new addition. Does it make them the best bullpen in um, Major League Baseball? They're um I mean, they've lost Naris. And uh, Stanek, and there's one more, maybe Maton. I, I say they've lost them. Those dudes are all free agents. And so, now, does Hater replace one or two of those guys? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And Hater pushes right to the back end. And so, a guy like Presley, who's who's Presley's a little bit older than I thought. I heard somebody talk about that. Like, he's 34, 35, still highly productive, but now you got. Presley and and Hader is two guys that have closed and you know were were as clutch as anybody last year and so that will help with some of that middle but I would imagine they're not getting Naris back because Naris is uh, about to get paid because he's sort of next up in terms of like the the high end relievers on the market right now. I just saw Matt Carpenter signed a one year deal yeah. to play. For your boys, he has been around forever. Hit a buck eighty last year for you know, and so I, <laughs> I assume that, that he'll probably get a real chance to make the team. But I assume that's, that's a retirement be, thing. Could be if he doesn't make it, then he's it's the yeah he was banged up and not really productive last year. Two years ago is when he went off and hit a bunch of home runs in the first half. So maybe yeah. he's trying to capture the magic. Hatch Durango's is coming back. I love to hear that news here yeah. on Tech Talk. We got more coming up. Here on Double T 97.3. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, we got a lot on the chat line that we're going to get to. I'm uh, Jeff Haxton filling in for Clint Scott. Clint, out sick. So Dr. Mike Gustafson in his normal chair. Uh, as we go through our Friday afternoon. Hopefully it's steamrolling towards a good weekend for you. Good luck to the Lady Raiders tomorrow in Provo. Good luck to the Texas Tech men tomorrow here against BYU. Uh, One thing about BYU, Gus, get ready to see the three ball. As a team. Yeah, I know. How about that? Through 17 games, they have taken over 500 three-point attempts. Yeah, they are uh, not shy. Ball's gonna be flying tomorrow. Flying, and because uh, we're 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 not shy about it, but those dudes are like our three point first. Yeah, 
No, good point. Um, we you know, we have the uh, the effect speed, which is uh, a play by play guy's dream. Mm-hmm. So you can plug it in to hear the rims. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's a big free throw, you can turn it up a little bit and or the clang. So I have this vision of a lot of clangs for these three pointers for these guys from Provo. I hope you're right. They're coming in to try and rain on our parade because it's a huge one. I mean, just an overall, you know, you got people talking about if you get to eight wins, you're going to be in the NCAA tournament in this conference. Well, you already got three. So you get halfway there. Mm-hmm. You got your fourth win in conference play last year of February 18th in Morgantown. And that was on the, the best streak that you had last year, a three-game winning streak. Um, that I think with Iowa State, Oklahoma, West Virginia. But you could be a full month basically ahead of your yeah. pace. If awesome. You, if you were to get that. Yeah, I... Uh... I uh, super excited about it. I mean, you know, we've been sitting here on the show in the way that we do, and and you you know as well as I do those the coaches and the kids don't sit around and think about you know their their next 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 as they should next be. Second, yeah. But we all sit around going, hey, can we can we can beat these guys and man and these two of the next four and you know kind of that that stuff and and. uh you know, I'm sitting there looking at it yesterday and writing out like, all right, there's eight games here. We need six of these games. You know, mm-hmm. got to get to nine. It starts with nine wins. You know, that's just me saying that. Like, feels like we got to get to nine and nine, ten and ten and eight. You know, to get to get to the tournament. Yeah. And I may be selling. I hope I'm selling a short. You know, I hope I hope there's a path to eleven or twelve wins. Sure. And then we can talk about, you know where we're dancing without even worrying about bubble and all that kind of stuff. We can talk about McCasland as big 12 coach of the year, you know, like all those things. But I, I would imagine something like that starts at 11, maybe 12 wins. And, uh, because I think to get to, to 11 or certainly 12, going to have to beat some TCUs, some, you know, a Baylor in there somewhere. Yeah. There's a lot, you know, Which, maybe Kansas, whatever. You know, I think TCU and Kansas state are very similar. Um, you were able to get K State at home. I think B B U Baylor and Kansas State and TCU. I think all those three teams there are very similar. Where you start to jump into the next stratosphere is with this Houston bunch that I got to yeah. see face to face. Although yeah, it's it's pretty cool talking to Coach Smart last night. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, you know he's he's got um, the uh, the oldest and most experienced set of eyes in that building. Um, and he's not a, some codger now. I think he's late forties, early fifties. He's got two teenage boys, or mm-hmm. one one about to be, and one in his teens. And so he, he's like, you know, I I see some holes. I think they, they're vulnerable. He's yeah. talking about Houston, right? I was like, where was <laughs> that? Wow, man! If you see some, then I trust you. Yeah, because I like uh, it. I like it. I like, though. That's that's dudes dudes saying, hey, there is a. There is a way, and obviously we caught them on a heater the other night, and yeah. you know, tip your cap. But uh, yes, you know, then then we think about yeah, it. it like lot- I'd love to play them again because you know what that means? That means Kansas City or some regional somewhere or whatever else. That'd be a great problem to yeah. have. Um, so the so tomorrow is big. I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. about it. 
And we'll be on the air at 4 o'clock. Level and I taking you up until 5 o'clock. On the chat line, the Miami tight end using his ninth year yeah. el- eligibility as a real-life bulldozer. That, now, Matt, you know you're pushing my buttons here in a good way because that's a reference to King of the Hill when uh, Bill Dotrieve comes back uh, and <laughs> finds out he has uh, uh, eligibility left at age 40 <laughs> and puts the, that's awesome. puts the old Arlen... Longhorn helmet back on and and tries to break one of his records that have been broken. But did you see that guy nine uh, years? Uh, yes, we talked about it yesterday. Jeez. Yeah, we. I mean, we 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 put it in these terms because I think somebody did the. He's in the same recruiting class with like Jalen Hurts Both and those sides. guys, and and I I did it this way. He's in the same recruiting class as Josh Young. I just needed to localize that a little bit. Like, yeah, I know, right. Holy moly! Oh, no. Isn't that crazy? But uh, you know, not not flooring. I mean, not like really surprising with um, back foot Bowman getting to play again. Yep. And Alan Bowman, one more. he's yeah, one more ride. <laughs> yeah. He's well, he's twenty six. Yeah. Twenty seven. Yeah. Unbelievable. El Jefe, would you consider it a plethora of piñatas? Thoughts on the NFL's interest in funding ESPN? I hate it. That's from Tyler. Yeah, that's all they needed. Um. Well, is ESPN in that much of a dire straight situation? Is it they've given all their money to Pat McAfee and now they, <laughs> you know, they fired most most of their talent? Mm-hmm. And then bring in McAfee and just open up the money vault, and this is all backed by Disney, because um, Disney owns ESPN. Um, so this there's this massive conglomerate with money just flying everywhere and terminations flying everywhere, and I don't know how the NFL would jump in and change all that with that funneling of of a stream. I mean. Doesn't the doesn't ESPN isn't it kind of a mouthpiece for the NFL anyway? I know that that's what I'm saying. I don't right. I don't, like what would you be? I mean, are they just doing this obtaining. in terms of an equity like a growth thing? You know, or is it or is it like to to change the dynamic of something? You know, the like you said, Disney, which is you know ABC, ESPN, and that that thing. But I, yeah, I don't I don't know what changes with the NFL because it's all. I mean, it's already like heads and shoulders are most valuable of all the sports properties and getting all the coverage and getting most of the oxygen and all that. Like, you know, what, what changes with that? But yeah, that's interesting stuff. It's akin to, I mean, the other kind of media news like that was the, uh, the Amazon, you know, basically bailing out diamond, basically the Bally stuff or yeah, it's all the, all the holding companies and all that stuff. But yeah, for, for all of us, how, how does this? How does it affect us? It's it's the Bally stuff and the regional sports networks and all that. So we're going to get our Rangers. So games. yeah, and I don't know what the difference is, Gus, because the, what, in Oklahoma, I, I could watch every single Ranger oh, game. Yeah, Lord, yes. It was so, and we did hear great. It too. We did hear it. It was so great. It was like, hey, uh, what, what are we going to do? Well, we're we're going to uh, do some housework, but we're going to flip the Ranger game on. Or there's a party going on. We're going to have a couple. We've got some people over. We're going to put the Ranger game on. My buddy had a pool. He had a TV. Yes. We would 
go out to the pool, put the Ranger game on. Right. I mean, it was sweet. Yes. And, and a lot of the cord cutting, you know, the cord cutting sort of timed with all this is, has created some funky dynamic there. But, yeah, it's, uh, there, there's no doubt about that. I mean, that's that's just been the and, – and, and Hacks, what you're talking about, that was that's for 30, 35 years. HSE, Fox Sports Southwest, whatever it was called, we've had just about every Rangers game for 35 years yeah, and then or more. Cutting that off, making it, you know, got to pay and the mm. extras, it just it stinks. Yep. So hopefully that will get changed. And we'll get some Ranger baseball that we can watch. We know we can listen, though, mm -hmm. on Double T, 97.3 to Eric Nadell and Matt Hicks. That's a great combo. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T, 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Our numero dos. Here on WT973, it is a Tech Talk. I am Jeff Hackston, jumping over from my usual end of the bench spot to fill in for the, the sickness. <laughs> that would be Clint Scott. He's got the, the disturbed sickness. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what was going through my head when he yeah. said it that way. The sickness, all caps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, evidently it's been uh, very much all caps for Clint. So get better. We're going to take you up until 6 o'clock, and that's when the avalanche of high school ball will begin. Friendship Girls right here. Cooper Girls, 100.7 the score. Liberty Girls, 93.1 Texas FM. And then the boys' games will follow on all those stations. I also want to talk a little NFL here. Let's do it. Give me some feelings here. We have um, two Saturdays, two Sundays. Mm-hmm. Our Saturdays are Houston, Baltimore, Green Bay, San Fran. Our Sundays are Tampa Bay, Detroit. Did you hear about the question they asked about, uh, are you preparing for the weather up there in Detroit? Did you hear about that one? <laughs> He's like, you know it's a dome, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know we spend 20 seconds outside, right? Yeah, you know we walk from the bus over to the to the door. That's always, when, when I travel, it's like, you know, <laughs> going to be uh, 10 seconds from one bus to the hotel and then right. 10 seconds to get back on the bus. Do you really want to take the big coat? Uh, and then only to Albuquerque for baseball broadcast. Yeah. I mean, you've got to do that or you'll, you'll have hypothermia. Kansas city, Buffalo, big one there. Mm -hmm. um, coming up Sunday night. What's uh, got your interest peaked here? Really that cheese game. And, and uh, you know, just for the, the reasons of, uh, and, and I would say it just because you got the two quarterbacks matched up. And and yes, on the Mahomes thing and the Chiefs and that that sort of being a you know a team that I've enjoyed following because of because of Patrick. But the you know that those those two have played it feels like five times in the last three or four years, maybe more, including the playoffs. And it feels like every one of those games was in. Kansas City, and I, I mean, I, I may, I'm being, I'm probably stretching that a little, but feels like they just always ended up in Kansas City, and so now Mahomes' first ever road playoff start is in the cold Buffalo, which that cold deal isn't going to mean anything. They're not used to, but uh, yeah, those two quarterbacks week. going at it again. You know, here we go again. Be fun. Um, Sunday. 
25, partly cloudy, low of 14, the high of 25. That's, which is warmer than <clears throat> Kansas City last week. Yeah, that's a heat wave. <laughs> um, I'm interested in Detroit. I mean, this I is the story with uh, Dan Campbell and him being an absolutely maniacal person uh, at times looks like to me to be a little bit unstable, <laughs> but clearly something that 70 guys have bought into. Um, you know, I heard that uh, on another uh, program on this station, how they, they couldn't come to a conclusion on Detroit and Tampa Bay because golf has had the ability to show that uh, he will absolutely collapse in playoff situations. And then you've got Baker Mayfield on the other side. So this one is interesting to me. Yes, they are playing it inside. The wind and the cold will not be a problem in Detroit. But here's a little uh, note on the Lions. The Lions have had a miserable history in the playoffs, but these aren't your dad's Lions, and it's showing in the betting markets. According to ESPN Stats and Information, since Nevada legalized sports gambling in 1949, Detroit's consensus six-and-a-half-point favorite status for Sunday's game against Tampa Bay is its largest ever in the playoffs. Wow. It surpasses the four-point favorite they were against Dallas in the 1970 divisional round, a game Detroit would lose 5-0. to zero. <laughs> So that one had to be outside, I would think, if it's five, yeah. not. Wow, man. Six and a half in the franchise. Largest playoff spread. And they've been around a while. And, a long uh, time. Yeah. And yeah, and, and to me, that's the most feel-good story in the playoffs. Of, I mean, of the eight remaining teams, that's the, the one that would be a blast if they keep winning. Um, just because their fans, you know, the, the whole deal, you know, the, there's... Which one is it, Key or Peel? One of those two guys is a is bonkers Lions fan. Oh yeah, and he talked like Barry saying, you know, that yeah. was my guy and the whole deal. And then you know, and then for uh, twenty five years, I've sat quietly. You know, like this is how bad they've been, and and uh, and now those dudes are going nuts. And now you're seeing, you know, Eminem. Eminem popping up on the sidelines. It's like everything, Calvin you know, Johnson. Yeah, everything they haven't had around there for decades. All of a sudden, it's you know it's it's got some cool to it. Well, it's dudes are popping up, and uh, I've this, spent a lot of time up there, and cool. for them to have something to latch onto mm-hmm. is really needed because you want to talk about dilapidated, rundown, yep. um, old city, the yeah. the the old um, Rust Belt type feel. I mean, it's worse than Cleveland. It's worse than Cincinnati. It's worse than all these you know industrial places that eventually. Had that collapse, of course, you got, you know, the car plants are mm-hmm. still there. You can see all these, it's basically like a graveyard, skeleton bones of old car manufacturing places. Old the steel houses, plants. And houses yeah. are huge and and are gutted. And you'll drive down the interstate and go, this looks like a third world country. So for them to have this, and I know it's getting better in places, and I have not been up there in a while, so I hope it has improved. But for them to have something to latch on to, I'm happy for those yep. Lions fans. And yeah. I was a Lions fan from 1989 to whenever Barry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Golly. Was that was good. when he when he hung it up. That was a heartbreaking day because it made Sunday so much better. Yes. Knowing that you were going to get to see him run. And, that dude was special. And, um, I so, and do something that 
you know, you're like, hey, I've never seen that before. Yeah. You know, I'm just oh, never yeah. I, I still wanted him to play the one more year and get the record and do the deal, but total respect for, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, that, uh, you know, that the the health of some of those dudes that play for a yeah. little too long, you kind of go, hey, yeah. good job. Can't by you, live Barry. afterwards. No, and they're so banged up. And I think um, one of the other birthdays on this day, speaking of a story like that, was a junior sayout which is a sad story, you know, where, where all that ended up. And just uh, hopefully that CTE. doesn't befall uh, our man Barry Sanders. Yeah, that, that dude had to be right up your alley. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, at ESPN Bet in Michigan, the Lions 6.5 is attracting 73.3% of the bets compared to 50% everywhere else. The money line has been seen at 84% of the bets in Michigan compared to Wow. to all other states. So they're going crazy in Michigan betting the Lions is what we're saying. Caesars reports that Detroit is the most uneven money line and spread percentage-wise by handling bets both in Michigan and nationwide. Wow. So Vegas. A lot of emotion. <laughs> Vegas and those sports books in Michigan, even though they're in Michigan, are rooting for Baker Mayfield. It'll be a huge payday if the, um, the Bucks can somehow win. Uh, every single one of the games this weekend can be heard on 100.7 The Score. If you're out and about and busy, you can uh, flip it over there to listen to all of the playoff action. More coming up here on Double T 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, uh, sports talking it all the way up until 6 o'clock here on Double T 97.3. Uh, feeling good about headed to the weekend. Feeling good about all the high school hoops that you're going to be able to hear tonight. You know who I saw last night, uh, who I have grown to adore, is uh, this was at uh, the Rudy's. Mm -hmm. It was uh, Nick Long. Oh, nice. <laughs> He's such a sweet man. He came up and... We talked it out, and and uh, his his voice to me is is synonymous with high school football late late Friday. Mm -hmm. Talking about all those scores, and I told him he said he told me a story about being a, at the Gator Bowl, and he was talking, and somebody whipped around, and looked at him, he goes, "Are you involved in high school football?" <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I do some scoreboard shows, you know. So somebody noticed his voice. <laughs> Florida. Down, in Florida, <laughs> yeah. down at the Gator Bowl. That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. Uh, that Corky Classic that we talked about to start the show, it's going to begin in 15 minutes over at the Track and Field Center. Um, sports sports Performance Center. Um, if you go to the Texas Tech Track and Field website, you can follow results and also – Watch the stream there if you can't get to the Sports Performance Center. Also wanted to highlight that uh, Adonis Arms huh. uh, went three-quarter court set shot. Well, it wasn't set. It was a big push, but it was two hands. You know, for mortals, most people, we'd have to throw back. You know, we'd have to get the baseball throw yeah, sure. or the football throw to get it three-quarter court, and we probably wouldn't come within 20 feet, 20 yards maybe. Um he pushes it, and it's legit three-quarter court. The other free throw line from in, from 
in front of the bench and banks it in for the uh, Memphis Hustle. He was in town for Texas Tech, Kansas State, and he's one of my favorite stories, Gus, because in the day of the transfer portal, it seems like for us, well, it's really you could you could tear it out. You know, we do we do our tiers of twelve on Tuesdays. You could have your jackpot tier of transfers, your middle tier, and just kind of huh, you know did some things, but and then your didn't didn't do anything tears right mm-hmm. when i first met adonis it was before that sweet 16 season i had seen him practice i had seen him not do much in practice and i kind of written him off i met him i said hey my name's jeff i do the uh, radio he goes my name is adonis i play basketball <laughs> <It's> a nice <laughs> yeah. retort yeah and uh and with that big smile and then all of a sudden as the season moves along this guy's Growing into and growing into and growing into a true Big 12 basketball player. It is baffling to me when you're talking about, I wish I had my homework with me. Um, you, I write out everybody's career numbers on my sheet. So okay. current numbers in one box above their name, how many games they've played, how many points they've scored, how many rebounds, how many threes. How many double-figure games they have in their career? How many double-figure games they have this year? How many double-doubles they have in their career? How many double-doubles they have this year? Which, by the way, uh, Darren Williams is... hes We haven't had a ton of double-double guys since I've been here. Um, he's got, I think, four already. Yeah, He's had a really good season. But Adonis, you just were so drawn to him because of his exuberance, his love for the game, his smile. And I would put him in from where I thought he was going to be a do-nothing to the jackpot tier. And and you've got these stories now that are currently going on. Kerwin Walton was in the do-nothing, never going to do mm-hmm. nothing. Why is he here tier, okay? That's how bad it was last year for him. Chalking it up to a disappointment, yeah. You you came from North Carolina. You you were a sniper, hyped. You were hitting all these threes, and then it just what I know there there were a hundred million things off the court that weren't good last year, and I think he got kind of soaked up into that, and then never could find any kind of rhythm or the playing time that to, to earn the playing time to to prove himself. This, to me, you can chalk up as a big plus check mark over in the Grant McCaslin column. Big time. Okay? Him and the rest of these coaches, and even down to Mike Neal, who's the athletic trainer, Mm -hmm. they have unlocked his mental block that he had. Because I guarantee you, everything that I saw last year was mental. Very quiet. Didn't talk to anyone. Looked miserable. Looked looked horrible. Like I want to be anywhere but here. But I'm on this nil deal and I got to stay. It's the way that I played it through my right. head. I agree. Now I can't wait for him to touch the ball. I agree. What a 180. But then you have the Demarion Williams story. Mm-hmm. That's on the other side. Demarion Williams comes in. He should. He was I think more hyped than Kerwin. Mm-hmm. He's got 840 career points. He said 140 career three pointers. He 
has 40 double-figure games in his career, and he doesn't touch it for us. So this, there's a long range is what I'm getting at. I uh, have thoroughly enjoyed – of course, we're, we're still at the point, I think, at least us on the outside of the program, getting getting to know Coach, you know, just getting to know – you know, getting to hear him and getting to go through the first season with him and sort of just getting to know him. But I, I've thoroughly enjoyed him probably more so on – maybe some pre and post game stuff like you guys do and then of course the show now what you guys have done I three. guess three times and uh but him you know him getting into the which is the perfect kind of long form coach coach show question but him talking about you know Kerwin being a you know his quiet guy and and, and of course coach McCas not going to do anything to dog on last year's situation nope but you know, which is, which is again to his credit. Yeah. But just you know, you can sort of see it and go, and that the chaos from that deal was tough on him. But just as a quiet, you know, like he describes him in a way, and then and then just how how hard he works and and uh, you know that that he's the new coach McCaslin's the new guy around here, and he's going into the Womble, and it's like oh, who's who's bouncing that basketball in the week between the end of spring, you know, like kind of Memorial Day weekend, or like. Oh, all right. There's Kerwin Walton in there shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about that last night. It's just, you know, it's it's got a real feel good element to it. Um, just his success, and I, uh, you know, I, I I just I'm like you. I'm now I'm like, hey, get get Kerwin the ball, you know. And and last year it was like he get on the floor, and maybe he can hit a shot, and not you know, and not have sneak out there, hit one, get right, back, right, yeah. And and now it's just so cool, and I'm just like you. It, that's a that's an interesting comparison, different type player, but. The, the arms deal, you know, arms was they're, they're kind of the opposite in the sense that arms was coming from NAIA and JUCO and, you know, all the steps that he took to get here. Whereas, you know, Kerwin's North Carolina to here, but, but, you know, cool stories to follow and good kids to root for. Um, I guess this would be breaking news and I don't know <clears throat> exactly how valid it is, but it's coming from the source. Terrence Shannon Jr., just tweeted, I am grateful for the opportunity to rejoin my teammates and get back to work. There we go. Um, so he may have got that injunction. You know, he was he had filed for an injunction. I'll tell you what, man, that thing. Tough deal. Well. They beat somebody last night. They kicked uh, Michigan around last uh, night. They kicked Michigan around so bad. Uh, Michigan's not any good. And they're, <clears throat> they're, they're a dumpster fire unfortunately because yeah, that's one you were wanting to hope that would look good on your resume but if you look at the police reports you know this supposedly all went down within an establishment with he and the female which there's cameras all over the establishment this thing and i'm not trying to be a lawyer or give really give any opinion too much here but it looked dirty and not and dirty in in TJ's way. It looked like somebody trying to set him up and take him down. And it looks like it worked for a little while. We'll see. Again, this is just from his account a few seconds ago. Grateful for the opportunity to rejoin my teammates and get back to work. Uh, I hope that's the case, and I hope um, everything works out there because um, the R word getting tossed around is, is not pretty for anybody. Right. Hour number three coming up when we return here on Double T 97.3.
the podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Oh, if we could all live that way uh, all the time, we would have us a good time. <laughs> Welcome back into the Tech Talk program here. Uh, Jeff Haxton filling in for Clint Scott. Get better, Clint. Hopefully back on Monday. Dr. Mike Gustafson is my partner. He's helping me. He's carrying us. He's got his back's hurting. His back's hurting. Stop. And we got uh, Brennan, paid employee, uh, across the way, who did some play-by-play and did a good job last night out at ENMU. So uh, uh, we've got some uh, good young talent in Lubbock, both at Texas Tech and uh, and LCU. So uh, proud of those guys. Hammering away at their craft. Uh, what we want to do here is just kind of refresh what Texas Tech is about to get into. The Lady Raiders tomorrow should go up there and win at the Marriott Center. They should uh, take them down. The West Virginia ladies, sorry, the BYU ladies are uh, one and four in conference play. They just lost by, I think, around 25, 30 to Oklahoma State and Stillwater. Cowgirls are pretty good. Uh, they've got to win over Texas Tech, but the ladies should go up there and get it done. That starts at five. We're going to have dueling broadcasts, dueling games, just in Provo and in Lubbock. Chuck Hines, by the way, just sent me some pictures of the BYU baseball field. Yeah, that's uh, got a pretty good set. I don't know anything about the field, but I know what that backdrop looks like. Yeah, it's interesting because we always see the backdrop. He's taking these pictures from center field looking oh, back. Oh, nice towards the uh the, the press box it's got a little canopy over it that's looking back towards yeah we never see that we never view. see that because yeah. we always see the one from back behind home plate with the mountains in the distance that says hey pretty, pretty sweet we get to look at these mountains uh yeah. all the time when we play unfortunately not going to make that trip this year hopefully next year hey we, we do get to go to orlando what the texas tech men are about to run into is a team that shoots three-pointers like crazy. I mentioned this last night at the coaches show. <clears throat> BYU is 14 and 3. They are 1 and 2 away, 2 and 2 in conference. Number 4 net ranking. Crazy there's net ranking. Juice. Yeah, there's some juice in this game tomorrow yeah. in terms of uh value. 573 pointers attempted. They already have two players that have attempted at 100 or over 100 three pointers. Jackson Robinson's Shot 108 threes, hit 42. Trevin Nell has shot 100 three-pointers and hit 47. You, you can do that math there. You, even I can do that math. Um, you know, Robinson's interesting to me because his name is the one that pops up on mock drafts, NBA mock drafts. And just seeing what I'm reading about him, six foot seven, athlete, shooter. But uh, yeah, like the twenty second overall pick in the in the in the mock draft I was wow. looking at, so a, a real prospect, interesting. Yeah, and um, a problem. That's yeah, for sure. yeah, no doubt. He's hit uh, eighty four shots, but yeah, two eleven of five seventy from three point range. That's good for thirty seven percent. If you look at their opponents, their opponents have shot two hundred and forty fewer three pointers than the Cougars. And they've hit uh, 120 fewer, just 93 pointers hit by their 
opposition. They really run out fast. They've outscored their competition 672 to 473 in the first half. So I just want to kind of give uh, a, another guy that uh, Graham McCaslin mentioned to look out for was um, Ali Khalifa. He has, uh, uh, he can hit the three. He's also got 59 assists, just 13 turnovers. So he can deal from that position. So these guys will present a problem. Um, like I said, um, you're going to have to run them off the three-point line. You're going to have to hope that your spacing and the way that you run your offense maybe tires them out a little bit yeah. to where – and that's what Houston did so well. They never let Texas Tech get in any rhythm on offense because you couldn't hardly get into your offense. Right. So once Houston started to break down a little bit and you started to get open shots, you didn't have any rhythm to shoot those open shots. And maybe your legs were a little bit gone because you've been sure. in this physical Everything's fight. Everything's a grind, yeah. Yeah, you've been in this fight for so long. Now you got this open look if you're um, Darian Williams, and you could just tell that the legs weren't quite there and the rhythm wasn't quite there. That's what you got to do to BYU is take them out of the rhythm. I like it. You you mentioned arms. It, that Houston team looked like to me the Adonis Arms defense, maybe the 2019 defense. You know, just in terms of, but uh, maybe more, even more so, the 2022 team with Arms and those guys. That's a better just comparison. Heavy and. You know, the, everything was contested and all that. That's the way that Houston deal felt like, man, this is what we did to people two years ago. Definitely. And I always you would go, know that better than me. Well, I always just – the thing that, that I can go to in a hurry is uh, Marcus Santos Silva and his footwork. I mean, this guy got close to being an NFL tight end. Mm -hmm. um, he, he could guard your one or your two and did so to – um, such an effect that he got you a W down at Baylor by stopping. I think it was LJ Cryer who's now yeah. playing for Houston who had a shot to tie it or win it. I can't remember which one. But if you can switch off, you know how big Mark is. Sure. Mark's a big man. Yeah. He, they'd switch him to a point guard and he was hanging. Yes. He could move with him. Um, you can just think of, again, and – Grant said it last night. He's like, these, some of these guys got seven, six wingspan. Yeah. Um, and those are not your 6'10 guys. No. Those are your 6'8 guys. So, yeah, the length was a huge problem, and Adonis would have fit in on that team very well. You know you know who I wish could have made it and stuck around, and this is just doesn't matter because he's been gone for two years. But I, I really like Malik Wilson. He mm, yeah. he didn't get to play much for them, but I think he could play a lot for us. Right now. Right yeah, now. Sure, he could help. I think he could play 15 minutes for mm -hmm. us right now. And it's not because of his scoring ability. It's because – Just the athlete, yeah. And he's long. Yeah. He's got that defensive ability. Well, yeah, I'm with you. Have we seen a line yet? Beeps, can you see if you can find a line? I'll be interested. I bet it'll be Texas Tech by four – that would be my okay. best guess there. The uh, you're talking about the three pointers. I'm just looking at the Big Twelve stats. I keep that page up on on this, and uh, you know, two eleven for five seventy, and the next most attempted is Baylor. Oh uh, no, that's not right. Oklahoma State at four hundred thirty, so one hundred forty. I mean, like almost twenty five percent less free, three pointers, and and really, that's just really speaking to what an outlier BYU is. I mean, it is all about shooting the three. 
and uh, they came out of non-conference as the you know as as maybe the story in the country in terms of just sure. coming out of nowhere lost a game lost their first conference game at provo against what cincinnati i think which was a big surprise but feels like they've got their legs under them a little bit hopefully not here in about uh, yeah they lost hours. to utah at utah and that's a rivalry game so uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun we'll be on the air tomorrow at four i can't wait for it it's going to be so good this has been the tech talk podcast presented by cantex roofing and construction check out our library of double t 97.3 podcasts at double t 97.3.com